Hello friends, it's Matt from the future here. You're about to listen to episode 10. Can you believe that we've made it all the way to 10 episodes? I mean, can you believe? Before we dive in, I've got some quick announcements. Firstly, I want to say a big queer thank you to everyone who's listened to this little podcast and shared it with their friends. I am super duper grateful to everyone who's tuned in to listen and to all our incredible guests who've come along to chat and made the podcast what it is. As much as I've loved producing this queer little baby of mine, recording and editing each episode does take up a fair chunk of my time. And unfortunately, there's a bratty child called my looming PhD thesis deadline that just doesn't want to share. This means the pod will be taking a short little break while I banish my doctoral demons. But before you know it, we'll be back later this year with some more quality queer content. I've already got amazing new Queer Nerds of Honor lined up for season two, but if you yourself are a queer nerd who does cool stuff, or there's a particular person you want to hear me and my funny pals interview, then drop me a line via our website, which is qwertypod.com, or message me on social media at qwertypod on all the platforms. And in the meantime, you'll have 10 whole episodes to tide you over until Qwerty returns with season two. Now, without further delay, I hope you enjoy episode 10, featuring Kia Birchall and Nicholson Die. See you soon, nerds. Hi nerds and welcome to QWERTY. I'm your host who can really boast about regularly burning toast, Matt J. Young. Each episode I'm joined by one of my funny funny jokey maker pals as we talk to a brand new queer nerd of honour. My co-host this episode is basically my grandmother. If my grandmother was a 30-something gay man from New Zealand, it's Nicholson Dye. Hi. Hi Nicholson, how are you? Oh, I am moist. You're moist. What wonderful. I think we all are on this very humid day. I'll Thank just make you, that yes. clear for context. <laughs> Definitely. Nicholson, why don't why don't you tell like the, the the fun listeners, the lovely listeners, who you are? Uh, I am Nicholson Dye. I am thirty four, which is on the you know near side of thirty five, which is getting up there. And uh, you're, you're was... approaching the hill, not yet over it. I'm accelerating. <laughs> <laughs> I have my pedal to the metal. You've taken the brake off, basically. Absolutely. The, uh, the shoot is deployed, but it is not working. Uh, I am from New Zealand, as you previously mentioned, and I was tricked into moving to this country five years ago by my partner, who is uh, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I am what we describe as practical. Uh, I enjoy crafts, beekeeping. Beekeeping, nice. very, very, very important and yeah. very, uh, very current. Reading about beekeeping, and talking you, about beekeeping. I hear all the kids do it. And eventually losing all my money to beekeeping and then stopping. Um, and when I find a new <laughs> hobby, one assumes. Um, I also weave and spin and crochet and knit and also dye all of that. Um, and I have a dog. So in my, f- in my f- uh, spare time, I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Do you basically encompass like all the uh, lovely niche things that we love here on the podcast? If it is a boring hobby, I am there. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am at the front of the queue. I mean, you really just love to like, you know, skew the uh, average age ranges in most, you know, meeting places. Oh yeah, I keep it cool. Yeah. Me and the old ladies at spinning, me and the old dudes at beekeeping. Beekeeping. Keeping like... it current, keeping it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this episode's queer note of honor is a spreadsheet jockey and black hole wrangler. It's physics cowboy, Keir Birchall. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Keir? How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm again very moist. I um, went to work in a suit jacket day and that was a complete mistake. Oh, Absolute God. Absolute yeah. choice. <laughs> I mean, I look great, but you know. It's, it's, it's not required where you work, is it? No, 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 no. I just kind of... Okay, now that begs the question, why would you make that active, actively <laughs> make the choice to make yourself more uncomfortable? 
Well, I, I didn't really leave the house before putting it on, so you know. It's fashion, really You just say it's fashion. Well, like, yeah, if, suppose, if it's not yeah. hurting, it's not fashion. <laughs> Someone said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I went to um, what was it a Halloween party for like a, a like a drag show and you know went in drag, and very last minute, um, I dressed up as uh, zombie Theresa May kind of thing, <laughs> kind of, yeah, jacket, useful, um, dress, belt, a big sort of EU headscarf and chunky he- necklace. Yes, absolutely. Um, heels that were several sizes too small. <laughs> Um, so yeah, very much felt that pain, uh, but you know, again, looked, looked great. Exactly. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> but if it's a zombie Theresa May, doesn't that just Theresa May? Well, yeah. <laughs> a philosophical question for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I like the fact that that's like the, the political tone we take is like, you know, politician X, are they already a zombie? Discuss 20 Same. points. Well, Keir, why don't you tell the listeners, um, other than your status of moistness, mm. uh, who you are, how you identify, um, yeah, all that jazz. Uh, so I'm Keir. I'm a uh, postgraduate researcher or PhD student. That's just the fun name they like to give us to pretend that we're not students to pay us <laughs> less, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm a PhD student in astronomy at the University of Leicester, and I study... Um, active galactic nuclei or very energetic black holes um, in various different kind of populations of galaxies um, and in doing this we can try and unravel the connection between the black hole at the center of the galaxy and um, the the host galaxy itself see what kind of properties of that galaxy kind of make it more likely that they feed um, this that, and the other to kind of try and uncover that connection between these two um objects um and i'm identify as a gay man and use um he or they pronouns that kind of thing wonderful and i like that you came with your um nails painted today nice and gold very very summery look so i do appreciate when people make an effort you know they paint the nails and they look really fabulous because for me it's it's such a time consuming thing in my head Mm. i build it up to be a big thing so that eventually when i do do it i get frustrated with it and then i go out and i hate it i'm so like everyone's like oh did you paint your nails i was like don't look at it it took me too long i hate it i don't want to look at it anymore i like that i like that though they're kind of you know you just kind of sit down of an evening or whatever and just kind of take the time to meditative yeah exactly yeah oh you build it in as like I've, a bit of a like relaxing yeah, like thing. self-care kind of thing i spend yeah. hours Very and hours important. buffing my nails painting them black with a red racing stripe down the center wow. and then the very next day i had a chemistry lab and i had to wash all my glassware and acetone oh, and no. it all came off in the sink <laughs> and it was the saddest thing in the entire world oh uh-huh. that's a acetones and ethanols they're like a real risk in biological labs where i work what's um, that because I write, I'm an idiot, and um, you're supposed to keep a lab book. If you're not someone who works in a laboratory setting, you should technically keep a lab book. Mm. Um, but I'm more very, of a guideline. <laughs> yeah, it's a recommendation. Um, so I tend to write all my um, notes as I'm going along on my arm and my hand, <laughs> so that when I eventually return to the place where the book is kept, I transfer them over. But then that doesn't help. That every time I have to go and sit in a tissue culture hood, I have to de-sterilize. I have to de-sterilize. I have to sterilize myself by dousing myself in ethanol and Mm. often things also get like dipped in acetone so yeah um it's not great writing notes in places that mean they're constantly getting washed away no i think that's why they invented books yeah yeah 
Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, I'll raise that with past self. Put an arm. <laughs> put an yeah, in the box. You can write on like your forehead or like on your chest or your shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what? I want to take the Wentworth Miller approach from Prison Break, and I should just start <sighs> tattooing in like um, a lab book's worth of notes across my body. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> so meant... I just have to. Although I have to make sure it's like reversed properly, so when I stand yeah. in the mirror, I can read it. Yeah. I thought you meant just get real buff. <laughs> I see you had a point to it all along. <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes. It looks like I'm going to be funny, but then no, I have a serious point to make. God damn it. So, Kip, <laughs> fourth time I'm saying this, why don't you tell us about your uh, science professional life of a uh, galaxy man? What is it galaxy that you boy. do? A real galaxy boy. Oh, yeah, like the thing. The, the thing? The, is the that... Japanese thing. No, I'm thinking of a different thing. Astro Boy. Astro Boy. You're thinking oh, of Astro yeah. Boy. Astro Boy. <laughs> Galaxy Man and I liked Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. I watched it for a second. <laughs> anyway, carry yeah. on. So, um, yes. So I study populations of galaxies um, and study methods to identify um, the existence of the black hole at the center. So you, you, you might be familiar with the idea that at the center of our galaxy, Mm-hmm. There's a supermassive black hole around which everything rotates. Yes. So we can, we know that that is the case because we can look at the motion of the stars and gas and dust going around um, that supermassive black hole. Mm-hmm. We know what it was coined the massive dark object at the center of um, doesn't sound as galaxy. cool as supermassive black no, hole no and and certainly doesn't have a cool muse song as well so, <laughs> that's uh, what i was gonna yeah say. i did see quite a cool gif of the stars at the center of our galaxy having a wee whiz around there yeah yeah, yeah filmed it's... over like 10 years and they are just being flung about like but like yeah i wouldn't want to be on any planet that's anywhere near there i, I bet it i bet you wouldn't feel great no no but... i bet bet motion sank <laughs> and or you know so absolutely destroyed so how does um, the very so the very big recent news um, in physics has been this image of a black hole? Mm. Um, has that has that kind of like been a big explosion in your area? Has it uh, done a metaphorical cannonball into the pool of galaxy physics? Uh, that so... metaphor was a stretch. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I mean, it was really cool. Like, you know, it, we were, I remember we were all sat in the um, physics common room watching it, watching the announcement online and, you know, kind of in awe at this, you know, amazing sort of image that we saw of material like photons on their or particles of light on their very last orbits going around mm-hmm. this um, black hole. And obviously it's kind of very fuzzy because, you know, it's just a very low resolution image, but. But what 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 you're seeing in the image there is 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 in fact um, the shadow of the black hole because Ooh, right. by sort of by definition you can't observe a black hole because it is well it has a uh, thing around it called the event horizon which is where space is so curved curved yeah yes. exactly yeah. that's the word I was looking oh, for okay, you know space kind of words like curved. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> space is Thank so you. curved because of that huge mass so that light is too slow to get back out useless of this <laughs> yeah exactly just a complete so layer what, can't get good so what we're days. seeing in that photo is like that haze of light then that is that can is like on its last sort of orbit before it gets stuck and can't escape mm. and then beyond that theoretically is nothing 
like nothing that we can see anyway nothing that we can observe yeah what you're kind of you're saying the kind of blur of the light shadowing the sort of the event horizon within which sort of is the black hole itself the sort of singularity the point of and it was quite cool that it sort of confirmed a lot of their theories about what it would look like yeah because the disc that was going around it the backside gets bent over the top and over the bottom i saw a youtube video with a man with some paper described it really well and it made a lot of sense and now i'm going to absolutely butcher it (laughs) but basically because it bends light so much because it's so heavy you can actually see the light from behind the black hole shooting over the top towards you, mm. which I don't agree with. <laughs> you don't, you, you There's don't... a lot of maths going on there and I'm not proud oh, of Oh, you just don't like the explanation. You oh, just... It's confusing. Well, I thought it was very cool because I thought, wait, and I swear to God, I, I've said, I've asked like this in three episodes now. Have you both seen Interstellar? Mm. Yes. Oh my God. Finally. It looked, finally <laughs> both... yeah, it looked like the thing that they made the thing look like. Yeah, because yeah. when Interstellar yeah. came out, right, yeah. um, as a not physicist, and my with my limited understanding of black holes, I was like, is that what it's going to look like? I thought it was going to look like just one big shiny orb. I was like, because possibly I making heard a of an wom, event wom, 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 wom noise. You know, yeah, yeah. And then when they the way they showed it in interstellar when the photograph came out i was like well shit yeah it, it was kind of it's kind of accurate there's like a line across exactly. the middle and then a ring around the outside but that ring around the outside it's a trick well the the, the scientific consultant on that film was um kip thorne who's a nobel prize winning physicist oh okay okay so, so they yeah, did their homework yeah, they yeah, did yeah. their research <laughs> Well, this is, let's get back, because I realize now we've done a major tangent on black holes that are not <laughs> related <laughs> your to your stuff. Um, let, let's um, bend the light back, shall we? Mm. Back onto your particular work. Yeah, nice. So you look at um, how galaxies move around. The stuff moves around the black holes, right? So, well, so you, you can, you know that those black holes are there because of, of the motion of that, the stars, the gas, the dust. Right. Which, using which we can sort of, confirm pretty well that supermassive black holes exist at the center of these big galaxies the galaxies like ours um the galaxies like m87 which was where that image was taken um confirm these really big galaxies have supermassive black holes at their center um but we get problems when you kind of go down the mass scale to much smaller galaxies um so this paper that I, I submitted like two weeks ago, which was pretty cool. Ooh, well, yeah. oh, good luck. <laughs> well, well, well done. Well done for submitting. Good luck. And have we, have they accepted? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I still need to go okay. through Good, Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Hopefully by the time this airs, you've been accepted. You're world famous. Everyone knows your name. <laughs> Luckily reviewers are very efficient. We'll be right back to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was working on dwarf, what are called dwarf galaxies, which are hundreds, thousands of times smaller than, our galaxy than m87 look trying to identify whether black holes exist in these in these in these galaxies right but because they are so small they have so much less stuff in them you can't look accurately at the motions of the stars of gas of dust so you have to look at other things one really big clue that you can um, look for is that when this gas dust sort of this material that's kind of orbiting very close to the black hole um finds its way into the black hole um it will emit radiation across the electromagnetic spectrum and particularly 
um, in the x-ray. And so what you can do is you can um, get big catalogs of um, galaxies in you know visible light that we, we see with all the, that show all the stars and stuff. Um, and in x-ray uh, surveys as well and kind of basically just at a very basic level just kind of position match them. Overlay them sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just use it as like a celestial X marks the spot. Um, there are kind of like other layers that you need to go through to kind mm. of make sure that it's not coming from other types of star- exotic species of stars that emit. Like pulsars. Uh, pulsars are more radio, but you can have um, uh, pairs of neutron stars or pairs and a, a neutron star and a small black hole that kind of exchange material and they will... So these are these basically like two objects, different different kinds of objects that will then rotate around each other or exist very close to each other? Uh, yeah, yeah, both, basically. Um, and, and in doing so... Um, I'm not necessarily an expert on this, but I know that you know there, there is some process by which they also emit X-rays, and when you, because we're working on such small mass scales, this it's a bit of a false positive sort of thing. Yeah, right. so we need to kind of make sure that we eliminate signals from these um, other exotic star, stellar species before we can then say actually yeah this probably is a black hole, um, you know, because we can see what's called um, the AGN or the active galactic nucleus. I love a so, TLA. Good old three-liter acronym. A T. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that? If you don't have a TLA, yeah. you are not doing science. <laughs> Where you said like, oh, I love a good TLA. I was like, that's not what he just said, is it? Anyway, so. Where do you acquire all this data? Because I'm assuming you're going to have to look at the galaxies with something. Mm. Um, is that something that you have like at the university where you work? Or do you have to like get your data from elsewhere? Like one of those massive bog off telescopes that sit on a mountain in Hawaii or something? Uh, yeah, so both. Um, I work at Leicester and Leicester like for, for like, you know, past few decades have been sort of really instrumental in uh, in putting uh, <laughs> love a good pun keep them going Absolutely. keep them going <laughs> really instrumental in like working on uh satellites they have a big sort of satellite uh, space research center there where they build loads of components awesome. um for satellites which means that they get priority access to data that's kind of come from these i mean in fact like they were part of some of the first sort of missions in the 60s involving um, X-ray satellite uh, observations because um, because of the way the Earth's atmosphere is, you can't make observations of X-rays. Right, so all your space. X-ray data is has to come from satellites. Right. Yeah. Okay, so people here on Earth who like, if you had an X-ray telescope, that would all be blocked out by what our atmosphere. Mm. Okay. Well, I think. It, it's more the um, magnetic field. Oh, she's busy. I thought she was just deflecting like the really like bad solar flares, but but she does all sorts. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> and also she good. helps us move around the Earth using our little compasses as well, which is always nice. Yeah. Although um, we're going to take another side tangent now. I was yes. uh, reading. Well, I first read something about um, conspiracy theorists nice. and uh, flat Earth, which I don't know why I love that stuff. But so there's good. that there's that documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it oh, yeah. um, about the flat earthers, mm-hmm. and they just it's not so much of an interrogation or tear down of the flat Earth ideology, but it's just like they interview them and it's like, right. okay, tell us about your world, how you got here, and <laughs> it is insane. It's good. It eh? is 
edit what's it called like under the dome or something and it's it's fascinating since then like i love a good deep dive into those anyway they started talking about the north pole and then someone was like oh the north pole's moving the magnetic north pole moves and i was like does it yeah and then it i does. looked it up and like it moves yeah. it, <laughs> it moves like it just drifts aren't we, around aren't we do like a flip yeah so that would be that, quite I'm like, cool i'm like yeah cool I mean, but then value, terrifying probably. because <laughs> as soon as people start talking about like changes on like that larger structural scale mm. my mind immediately thinks um uh what's it called deep like, impact day after tomorrow oh, that one. um jake gyllenhaal like those massive crazy like storm cloudy things mm. like the entire north hemisphere freezes and dies <laughs> that's, that's where i go yeah. to yes yeah, so i i had no idea that it moved the north magnetic north pole wasn't it like when it's first pinned down it was somewhere in like northern canada and right. then it's kind of drifted towards siberia yeah some, or maybe the other way around. Uh, it sounds. I don't know. You're the physicist. Do you don't know? they do it from like? Oh well, I don't they do. It f- they measured it from like rocks and stuff. Like you get yeah. constructed plate boundaries, and you can yeah. measure the the direction. And the, the yeah, the, uh, the direction sort of, of the sort of magnetic angle. moments in some of the rocks, and mm. you can see that, that it kind of flips. North, yeah, south, you, north, through south. like time, you can see which way the little like magnetic doodad, little particles or whatever, are pointing. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. I thought <laughs> magnets really cool. were just all about fridges and stuff, and the next thing you know, like turns oh. out no rocks. No, rocks and the world and protecting us. And, and pigeons and have magnets in their brain. Yeah, this is so cool. Magnetic brain pigeons. Love Not a good... known for their brains, but definitely got magnets in them. Yeah, love a good just random quantum woo coming up somewhere. Yeah. Because it's like, isn't it that they, they're like, they, they're in like their beak or something. They've got little yeah, organs and they can kind of like detect. They know kind of... They kind of know which way the little... um. Um, magnetic particles in the cells or whatever in their beak pointing or yeah, jiggling yeah. because Something it's not like only that. got a direction pointing to the north and south pole but because of the way it's shaped it has a dip to it as well and I think they possibly use the dip and the direction mm. so, direction and a dip disclaimer here um, you can tell we've got like very thoroughly researched science here because <laughs> this is all of, like everything ends with a sort of upward tone I also um, come from I New Zealand a lecture on and we it ask a lot of questions a few years ago <laughs> and, and maybe we read or saw a YouTube video but these are just cool things um, uh, if yeah. they're not facts we're, we're, they're facts now We've I always facts. suggest googling everything I say as, as one of my favourite podcasts says don't fact check us yes yes which is that which is that podcast please don't fact check us uh, punch up the jam Oh, I have not heard of that. It's really good. It's about like, um, they just take uh, songs. um, I think most recently it was um, Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz. Oh, yeah. And they were just kind of talking about it and they were just going through it and saying, yeah, this is gibberish. I mean, it, you know, slaps, but it's absolute gibberish. (laughs) Um, And, you know, kind of then talking somewhat about like the story that's going through it. And then at the end of the podcast, they like punch it up. Um, and so they turned this one into like basically a trailer of the the movie that you know Feel Good Inc is describing. I mm. guess it's really good, but you know they're and constantly they have to give it a lesson. Well, let's take a leaf out of that book. That book. Um, don't fact check us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't. But write in, write in with harsh criticisms and, and uh, constructive criticisms, possibly as well. Please address them directly to Nicholson. I will take. I, them. I will send them all to him. He will. Um, Filter can, through and... Uh, you can fight me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not busy. Anyway. What were we talking about? I don't remember. We were talking... Again, we were talking oh, about uh, magnets in the uh, magnetosphere. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, oh, yeah. They block the x-rays. And the x-rays come from the black holes, which you are stalking. 
Pretty much. Well, you know, I wouldn't say stalking. But... I would. Okay. That, that, makes, that <laughs> makes him sound like a possessive ex, but um, that'd be a weird age gap relationship because they're <laughs> yeah. a lot older than you are. They like, are. And a lot millennia. stronger as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, you know, some of them, some of the black holes that I study, like, you know, one of the things that you can do is kind of make assertions about kind of how black holes form and grow so yeah these are arguably some of the oldest black holes in existence so yeah quite an age gap really (laughs) (laughs) so what do you hope to do with like what's the what's the point oh well who knows it's science there is no point um just met you're just looking at them for the sake of it yeah um i mean it's really cool but you know the the as i say this is the when we're looking at dwarf galaxies um they are very sort of understudied population of galaxies when it comes to their black holes because of the reasons I mentioned before that they are just very difficult to observe. So there's kind of, you know, various different ways that people have tried to look at them in various different parts of the um, electromagnetic spectrum. And, you know, we've kind of used some, identified a whole bunch of them, then looked at kind of how the instrument detects it and made corrections for that. And so in doing so, we've kind of made sort of probability distributions about how we think black holes would in And that's maths be... for guess. Yes. Probability distribution is maths speak for guess. But like a good guess, not like a, I'm making it up guess, like guesstimate. Yeah. Like yeah. a guess with a, with a chart associated with it. A curve with confidence. Yeah. A curve with confidence. Oh, I, that's good. I like that. Sometimes it's low confidence. You just don't put the word low in. <laughs> you you should you you've got a, a whole nother career there just you know like rebranding certain areas of science and their language seems like a lot of work <laughs> and yeah, how do spreadsheets come into this <laughs> i heard spreadsheets and my ears pricked up i do love an excel yeah if i'm honest we use a weird sort of not quite excel not quite database program called topcat Oh, oh, okay, you said Top Cat. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Tell us about Top Cat. How she oh, it's just a it's just a very boring sort of spreadsheety program. I mean, it's got some cool graph plotting things, you know. Into it. Yeah, you can you know take take various columns and plot them against each other, make three D plots, make contour plots really easily. It's quite quite good, you know. When in, you open it up, certain... when you open it up, does it go doodly doop? Top Cat. Afraid not. They really they really missed a trick there. Bloody software nerds. Can't do anything properly. <laughs> At least when Excel starts up, it crashes the computer. That's something. <laughs> well, moving on to the less serious side of things, you are someone who also has a very wide variety of hobbies outside of science, but probably equally influenced maybe by sciencey stuff. Yeah, so I kind of do a bit of uh, photography on the side you know kind of I you know been doing it for quite a while um god knows how long ago my dad gave me like you know a little sort of bridge camera thing and kind of been hooked ever since really um but now I'm kind of more into using film cameras oh going old school so is that very expensive these days yeah <laughs> Who makes it still? Well, I mean, it was. It's really annoying because do you have to meet a man in a dark yeah. alley? <laughs> Pound shop used to have um, just if you go into the back corner of you know anywhere among all the other random stuff that's in there, they used to have 
just a little box that just always appeared and I don't know whether anyone ever refilled it and I don't know whether I guess that someone did eventually realize why in 2019 are we still uh stocking film but a little sort of crate of like just film that you could just buy in bulk for a pound each and so were you just going amazing. back to the same pound land forever until they forgot to until they realized there was no more stock of the thing that they didn't know they had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the system works. Exactly. And just, you know, you buy it in like bulk, like you buy 10 ago, that'd be 200 shots for 10 pounds. Hoarding. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> but, um, next question. Who develops it? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Who does develop it? Do boots it's do a it? Dying yeah, like yeah, they do still do it, but actually in in um, resentfully for our non UK <laughs> listeners, boots is like a big pharmacy chain here in the UK. And last time I went to get photos printed, um, there's like just a ton of these, which is probably like most places in the world nowadays. It's just a ton of these digital cubicles, like where you plug your phone in or mm. your SD card, and you get them printed from digital. And I swear, I've looked out for it, and I can't even see any advertisements for this. Is the the film please give us your hard copy and we'll make a different hard copy out of your hard copies and chemicals yeah we have all day to do that now yeah that's yeah. basically i imagine they do basically keep that under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, have you tried just doing it yourself so i mean can- you can you can you can buy kits to sort of do it yourself all the chemicals are still fairly readily available but that feels very so. 80s like very 80s movie. very 1880s <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself a dark room. Mercury. And a red light. <laughs> have, you, have you tried developing your own film and making your own prints? Uh, yeah, or have you not yeah, gone yeah. the like, rabbit hole that quite that far? Well, I kind of, when I was in undergrad, I definitely did it, you know, a lot more because you know, we'll have a lot more time back then. <laughs> um, I've definitely got a few sort of prints that I've made in sort of university dark rooms. Um, developed using there because there's like a photography site that has those. Um, but you can, you can buy kits to do it yourself, like. You can do it very easily. You can do black and white film yourself, but right. color is, I think, more difficult because it's even sensitive to I think infrared light. So it's kind of a lot Ooh. more difficult to stressful um, do. But I'll stick to printers. Yeah, I'll stick to printers. <laughs> but in Nottingham, there's a a really cool um, place called the Photo Parlor, right? Which is like a a new sort of. It's been been around for a few years now, but it's basically just a a, a dark room that's kind of pop up, popped up run by a, a cool guy called dan um, i hope they got their marketing right because yeah. that could attract a very different <laughs> crowd um, if you know you know and i'm you looking can... for dan <laughs> <laughs> he said to meet me in the dark room but yeah you can you can just go and kind of uh, pop pop your film in and say hello and then it'll develop it for you or you know you can kind of go there and uh, do it yourself exciting what what kind of stuff do you shoot am i using that word correctly shoot shoot do you say shoot Uh, do you say shoot in the industry (laughs) (laughs) certainly is a word that you can use um but i take about that tone it is not what is used next then i think we should we need to update our vocabulary i prefer to use the term snap (laughs) like holiday snaps yes yeah (laughs) sorry you can answer the question now we'll stop talking what what do you analog selfie (laughs) um anything and everything really um I, but i kind of like to do a lot in um in cities you know kind of just wandering into town of a day and you know again the kind of whole kind of mindless mindfulness thing um you know i suppose it's a bit of a buzzword but you know there's something in there yeah it, it's, about... it's it's relevant i mean yeah it's been overkilled and and destroyed by lots of like complete woo instagram nonsense yeah instagram those like pictures with those like pseudo profound 
uh, captions over the top, like yeah. a silhouette of a woman looking out over the sea, and it's just like, um, choose life, love the color orange, or some <laughs> stupid things like that. Yeah. But it is <laughs> it is important to like take yeah, exactly. that kind a minute of to look just, after just yourself. Kind of de stress and do something kind of where you don't have to think as much. Um, it sounds like you got the mindfulness thing down. Like you've yeah. already listed a couple of things you do that are on it. Like, and I'm trying to scramble here to think like, what do I do for mindfulness? We're literally surrounded by plants right now. Yeah. No, that, a that, that's a problematic <laughs> obsession. <laughs> People think I'm joking when I'm just like, oh, I can't love it. No, it's a problematic obsession. I don't know. I'll we'll ignore them. Pretend you, don't, <laughs> pretend you don't see them. But have you ever got your stuff printed? Because you're quite big into like your magazines and and all that kind of stuff or and writing as mm. well but have you ever got your stuff printed in publications like not not science publications but <laughs> or maybe you have i don't know i don't know um i have had my things uh my photos sort of exhibited in you know the odd kind of exhibition around nottingham nice. um in like uh, surface gallery and i think there's one in like cotton chambers which is like a, a little sort of shopping street full of independent shops i mean really very cool place think to gallery. go think yes gallery. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, think very gallery. nice yeah very nice i mean it was just like an open exhibition but you know it's just kind of nice to oh well, that's know. cool you're, okay you're basically a professional artist oh. like and a professional physicist you do flatter me <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's no point beating around the bush like do you do art and is it been exhibited publicly yes artist I don't earn any money from it, though. Yeah. No, no artist does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure from all the movies I've watched, I know that that is the definition of artist, is yeah. no money. You don't have tuberculosis, do you? Um, unfortunately, no. Well, you're not a real artist. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Are you, are you, are you really sort of uh, damaged or traumatized by something? Because that, apparently, if you make art with that, mm. then, then it's worth big bucks. Like... You just have to be all Van Gogh about it and be very damaged and traumatized. Did so. Nicole Kidman once die and make you sad? <laughs> Would you like to write about it? Um, who is in, I'm who talking is about Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Oh, a well-known movie. movie from last year. I thought we were talking real life. I'm like... Oh, no, she is still very much alive. <laughs> okay, okay, good. She's from Australia too, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any famous actors from New Zealand, sidebar? Russell Crowe. Really? Yeah. Not oh. actually Australian. Just pretends to be. Taika Waititi, New Zealand director. Very Taika. true. Taika Waititi. Sam Neill. What did they What did they make? Oh, oh well, I mean, he made um, Avengers, Thor, Rag- Avengers Thor Ragnarok. Avengers, like, pew, 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 from the sky. He directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. That's why it was funny, because he can't take anything seriously. Mm. <laughs> Sam Neill was in Jurassic Park. He found the dinosaurs. And Thor <gasps> Ragnarok. Like, yeah. original... Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mind is blown. <laughs> he was doing an accent that entire film. Did you know? I thought he was American. Not actually American. Very much New Zealand. No um, way. He has pigs and <gasps> grows wine. You can also claim Anna Paquin. Oh yeah. Although she wasn't born in New Zealand, I don't think. I she think was there for like five minutes, and you guys claimed her. So then um, she flew with some gooses, geese, gooses, geese, geese. I'll say geese. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. Some movie as a large kid. birds. What was it called? Flyway home. Flyway home. But I think she was in the piano before that, which was filmed in New Zealand. Um, and there was a piano and then I think I lost interest <laughs> very early on in that film. Um, but also when like she was an X-Men in True Blood and she's pretty awesome. And, you know, she's also been very, um, vocal about, um, by visibility and all that. Absolutely. So I'm like, yeah, New Zealand. I don't know why I started going on this tangent anyway. Good God. I'm going to have to edit this <laughs> motherfucker down. <laughs>
Um, you also work quite hard to get um, other postgraduate research out there. Mm. Do you not? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm part of uh, Frontier magazine, which is based at Leicester. And so we kind of give um, other PhD students, postgraduate researchers, um, the opportunity to kind of write about what they're doing, I, to kind of pitch it at, you know... At a, Science an, communication. Yeah, 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 basically kind of just, just you know, giving them uh, the opportunity and the experience to kind of do that. Do you? What's your role on this magazine? Uh, so I've been there for about a year, or you know, been working on it for about a year. Um, so been uh, an editor on a couple of articles, and I guess I'm now senior editor or something like Ooh, that. That's uh, fancy. <laughs> that's fancy. I mean, it just I'm, means I'm, I'm I have more Miranda work to Priestley. do. Yeah. Do you get to decide? Uh, oh, what? Yeah. What do you get to decide? That's uh, a, that's a big thing. Well, I, I just. I have to look over other editors and their edits of other people's articles. You know, just being more senior means I just have more work to do, basically. Decide what's in, decide which article is more summer. Decide what's hot which... this month. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Do you put your own photos in with articles? My, my own photos? Yeah. I mean, no, uh, not really. Not yet. I would absolutely not do yet. that if I you. Not... Get those royalties. Yeah. If you're like a PhD student postgraduate researcher kind of person that we're always looking for people to submit um stuff about what they're doing about what they're working on um we're kind of uh, launching a blog soon so we're look looking for sort of short pieces three three to five hundred words and sort of longer pieces sort of a thousand to 1500 kind of word things about if you're a PhD student what it is that you do and you know why you kind of and, and PhD it. students from anywhere or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, where, and how would they contact you? Yes, what, that was, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> like, how would or is one this submit some sort of this? mystery? Yeah. But how how do the um, PhD students of the world submit to you? So we're at um, Frontier PhD Mag on. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second, but I broke myself for that one. <laughs> How do they make contact with you? <laughs> how do they touch base? Oh, I how how oh, how, how much more like innuendo-y can we make that? <laughs> how do they get to know you? Slide into our DMs. Oh, you know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> do, do you have a, a, a formal address? Uh, uh, we're at Frontier PhD Mag on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and then we also have our email, which is Frontier at there you go wonderful so that's quite normal yeah there are normal, there are yeah, normal I mean, person not, ways of contacting yeah. yeah no no um yeah. i could do that i mean if you do send it by pigeon i would be very impressed and you know it might help me you know, with your submission it also back might give the... you salmonella yeah. <laughs> back to the pigeon though how do they know where they're going <laughs> that's what i would love to know i swear this podcast has just been raising more questions about things that i would like answered we... to quote um hairspray <laughs> it love knows it. where it's going because it knows where it's been yeah, it's very it's true. It's called homing. They literally yeah, going yeah, back to they where go they home. Were. You take so, them away from somewhere. So you and can't. I felt like that joke would have worked better yeah. had you known how pigeons actually work. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm way too deep in like the mystery right now. I need to know. I'm not in the mood for jokes about this anymore. Like this is a very serious topic. So right, I so, couldn't send a pigeon. I couldn't just be like like they do in Game of Thrones, no. where just like send a raven. Be like no. no, we have to have a raven. What has been 
to you already. Yeah. Okay, so right. you'd have to have like a bunch so. of frontier pigeons. Yes. Yeah. Then people would need to email you and be like, I Please request... mail me a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Please mail me a Frontier magazine pigeon. I wish to send you a pigeon. Yeah. Make sure you punch some holes in that box because it turns out they do breathe air. <laughs> then you'd take the pigeon, attach the message to its leg. Can't be too big. Turns out pigeons the, aren't that strong. These days, I imagine it would just it would be attach, a, attach the article as PDF to a memory stick I onto the pigeon's some. leg. Yeah. Or a poorly formatted Word document. I believe you receive a lot of those. Yeah, 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 you're okay with a word? Very sort of text file. Yeah, word probably preferably. corrupted uh, flash drive. <laughs> <laughs> I work in IT. I have a lot of bitterness that comes out when I talk about IT. I apologize deservedly. <laughs> okay, so people who want to submit to Frontier Magazine yeah. to talk about their PhD research, email it to those things, and I will make sure to put them in the description afterwards. And you should send them to me so I don't misspell them because I'm very good at that. Also, you live in... Leicester you is work a hard in, word to yeah, spell. Yeah, you work in somewhere where a lot of Americans call Leicester. Leicester. Leicester, yeah. There's not a read on you, Americans. We have bad words that are They not are spelled. very hard. Yeah. There's a place um, that I had um, an American teacher once and she went there. It's like... Um, well, on the weekend, I went to Higgum Ferez. Like, and everyone's <laughs> I like... I beg your pardon. What? Yeah, they're like, what did you call me? Um, it turns out it was a place called Hyam Ferris. But because oh. uh, I think American spelling for things is a lot more phonetic, like yeah. as you see it. Because um, I'm pretty sure they've changed the spelling now formally for through from O-U-G-H to the letter U. Mm. So yeah. I'm not convinced that that's a real thing, but go on. This is the linguistics story coming out again. I apologize again. <laughs> I feel like it is. And like I said, don't fact check us, but this is fact now. Um, yeah. So she, this teacher generally thought um, that's how you said it. But to be fair, it's not her fault. Um, old English places are called stupid names. Mm, that is true. The one that tripped me up when I came here was Bicester. Turns yeah. out you can't say Bicester. Despite being spelt Bicester, it's Bicester. Bister. Isn't there that stupid place that's um I'm I'm gonna get a, a lot, lot of places hate, are stupid. I'm gonna get a lot of hate <laughs> come a lot of places stupid. There's a place that like they say it beaver, but that's not how it's said. Oh yeah, Belvoir. Belvoir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah, literally they've got spelled a castle. Belvoir. Okay. As like and then the, there's no confusion. When you see it, that's how it looks like it's spelt. And then people give you like jip when you go there because like, no, it's beaver. Beaver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, turns out if you let the French invade, um, they will bring their spellings over. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll keep Should have tried harder, England. Should have tried harder. Because it's just happened kind of today on the day of recording, the... It happened in in here on this day. Yeah, right here. The decision was made in this room. We did it, kids. We did it. Um, yeah. The Bank of England... And I guess the UK government finally did a bit of a, a change to the faces on the bank note. Nicholson, tell us about it. Well, I couldn't tell you who it was previously. I'm not from this country and you don't see 50 pound notes very much. But uh, yeah, it they, turns out they are not a popular note. They are worth quite a lot of money and you can buy precisely nothing with them. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere you take. I don't know if you've ever had. I I've, I've think I've seen them once. I, I only know about them, These this mythical £50 note, because yeah. um, back in my uh, school days, I used to work, had a, like a part-time job in, in retail on the weekends, mm-hmm. and 
uh, yeah, basically, you, uh, you're trained when you work in retail that if anyone presents you with a £50 note, you lose your goddamn mind. Um, <laughs> you scribble all over it with these pens and you forget what the pens are really supposed to do to confirm it's a real note. Mm. Um, and then you just have to end up calling don't your they, manager. Like, like, the inks come off or something. I, I don't know. I think it's I didn't pay like attention it. then and it has been a long time <laughs> since. <laughs> you know what? It's not important. So, okay. There was another old white dude on... There were two. There were two old white dudes. Matthew Bolton and James Watts. Okay. I'm looking, at a pic- I'm looking at a picture now. They look exactly the same. Yeah, I thought it was the same person yeah. twice. Yeah. Turns out, no. Um, and they oh, invented God. the steam engine, oh, which yeah. we don't use anymore, except in uh, reproduction films. Yeah. Very important well, for the, uh, the Harry Potter film energy, industry, right? if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, is it, that train doesn't even go anywhere now. It sits no. in like the studios. And since we burned all of the coal, um, they decided to switch it. Um, and... The leader of the pack was um, our mate Alan Turing, uh, who cracked the code in World War Two. Yeah. Um, he, so those, uh, uh, those tricksy Germans were using a code machine. Quite a good one, in fact. Not just replacing, you know, A with B and B with C. Um, they figured that was a bit too easy. Um, and they tried speaking in German for a bit, um, and I think we cracked that one as well. <laughs> and then uh, a bit further down the line, the Enigma machine... Mm. Enigma machine? Enigma machine popped out. I heard they also tried pig Latin for a while, but... Did they really? <laughs> no. Are you just making things up? No, are now we, I'm actually... Are we back in the not... <laughs> Please do not fact check us. Bitte nicht uns fact checken. Was that even real German? Uh, in part. Don't yeah, fact don't check us. <laughs> yeah, don't. don't spell check us. So, yeah, basically the, the UK government has... Um, tried to do a bit of a diversity and they've put another white guy on the bills but he was a he was he was a queer he was and they were really really mean to him as well i know quite a long time they're like thanks for that war thing dude great great work there um we noticed that you like to sleep with men and we're a pack of assholes so we are going to make your life hell and they did yeah, they weren't very nice to him. So not even slightly. No, nope. you know a bit about this. What it was? What exactly did they do to poor old Anitrine when they found out? Well, didn't they? Um, they uh, you know, obviously arrested him and then uh, chemically castrated him. I think. Yeah, they they gave, they him, gave the him the choice. option. Yeah, the of option. chemical castration or jail. Uh, which I think you know is. Uh, yeah, and many is the word generous. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it was basically some very awful treatment, which resulted, uh, many believe, resulted in uh, Anna Turing taking his own life, which is very sad. Mm. Um, is putting him on the £50 note um, a way to make up for this? Questionable. Mm. It w- would Mr. Turing be happy? Don't think I would. Can't speak for him. Well, it was only no. a few years ago when they, quote, uh, pardoned him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So took they... took their sweet time. Although yeah. that said, you know, I am very personally, I'm very pleased that um, there is sort of like a queer nerd figure out there on on the money, even if it's money on that the money. majority yeah. of us will never, never see. ever see. It's <laughs> right. The pound's going to be worth nothing after Brexit. So it's <laughs> you might be seeing more than you think. Yeah. But yeah, if when the uh, whenever the note does come out, if any listeners out there. Do get hold of one. Um, first of all, congratulations on having fifty pounds <laughs> yeah. that you can physically take out and hold. But please do send us an image. I'd like to. I'd like to see what you all make of it um, and what everyone else thinks of it. But yeah, I don't know about you two, but I think it's it's kind of cool. He's queering that space. Yeah. Yes, and I think we should toe tug at that car, Papa. 
a lot, a I lot, agree. A lot of things to unwrap there, but yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you said, but I agree. Did you have that pre-prepared? Uh, it's a pretty standard phrase in New Zealand Māori. <laughs> it means I support that position. Oh, oh, okay. So it was an interesting thing. I thought you literally just made that up. Oh, what no, is... I, no, no. I, I was <laughs> using actual human language. Actual. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? Love actual human language. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so wait, what does that mean? That word? To tōtoko is to support and a kaupapa is a place where you stand or your position. <gasps> oh my God, we're learning so much. Kia ora. Kia ora. Yes. Is that like Hello. Um, or is it, like, is it like the aloha of New Zealand? Basically. Yeah, it means It's everything. an all-purpose phrase. All-purpose. It means no worries. It doesn't mean no worries. <laughs> I just have the Lion King on the brain. Hakuna Matata Makiaora. Kiora. Did I say it? Did I say it anywhere right? Mm, near enough. Near enough for a white person. <laughs> That means I'm just left to say thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Um, and thank you. Doing another podcast where I don't have to leave my house. Um, it's always preferred. Nicholson, do you have anywhere where you want people to come and give you attention? Please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. I mean, you can always just exist in this podcast as the sort of like very temperate entity on the internet. You can fade on, into mystery after this. I am on Twitter. It's just pictures of my dog and my weaving and my bees. And it's one underscore nosy underscore child, which is an anagram of my name and also very fitting. Wonderful. That's nice. <laughs> <I like> that. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Nicholson. Um, go check out his bees. If, if, if you really want to, they're great bees. They are numerous and belligerent. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Kia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having um, me. So we'll include details about um, Frontier magazine. Mm. But uh, where else can uh, people find out more about you? Where can they slide into your DMs for um, all manner of things? Mm. Uh, I'm at KeeksLB on Twitter. That's K-E-E-K-S-L-B. Um, and on Instagram as well, if you want to go and see um, my mediocre pic- moody pictures of uh... oh were these pictures of your actual pic- film pictures that you yes did? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. very sort of grainy moody pictures of various places um i wore one of the pictures that i took that i put put into one of those exhibitions was um initially called like buoyant or something because it was like a, a picture of um a dock and it was very gray and there's a pink boy on there and then I just, you know, handed it in and then talked about the picture to the person who was on the exhibition. And they were like, oh, you know, tell me about it. And I was like, oh, I took this on Christmas Day and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, would you call that Christmas Day? Because it's just grey. Just all of it's so grey. She's like, I love, you know, the contrast between the miserable looking photo and Christmas Day, you know. So if you want to see photos that make you a little bit sad, yeah. but are also very pretty, very you can pretty. go follow you on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been wonderful, as always. Thank you very much for Nicholson Dye for joining me as my co-host and for Keir Birchall for joining me as Queer Note of Honour. Thanks for listening. Do follow the podcast on social media. It's at QWERTYPOD on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't post too regularly. Um, hopefully that'll change when I get rid of my thesis, but when I get rid of my thesis is another question entirely. Please do rate us if you liked it. And I do hope you do. We'd love to, you know, keep that queer agenda going and sort of queering more ears. Thanks for joining us. And now we shout goodbye. 
Goodbye. Bye.